0: I love that. I love that. Hey, you doing all right this morning? Is the person sitting next to you doing all right? Did they sing good while I go? Awesome. Awesome. I hope those of you that were watching online were singing your guts out as well. And we're glad that you've ch- ch- chosen to tune in and watch us. And uh, we had a packed house here today. It is, uh, today is a great day. We're on so many different levels. It is beautiful outside. We just got to honor and recognize some incredible graduates. They all looked amazing. But t- today's kind of like a man, this is kind of like one of those, those moments as for, for a pastor and church leader where, where, you know, so many times what you do, you wonder, are we making a difference? You know, are we really, really making. Uh, a, a difference. You know, if you're a business leader, you know, you, you make a sell and that kind of is an indicator that, you know, you're, you're hitting the mark. Or if you're in construction, you finish a project and, and, you know, you can look back and say, you know what, man, that is a job well done. Today, in, in, in just a couple of hours, we're all going to gather out at, at the Marquart Ranch on the Guadalupe River. And we're going to get to celebrate with some people that, that have said yes to Jesus. They once were lost, but now they're found. They once were blind, but now they see. And, and for us in the church, it's just kind of an indication like, you know what, God is still alive and active and loose and changing people's lives. That is a good... I think we can clap for that. Some of you clapped louder when the Spurs won the other night. Come on. We're talking about... We're, we're, we're talking about some people whose eternity was set in one location, but now it's transferred to another. We're talking about some people that have said yes to Jesus and the Spirit of God lives within them now. I'm telling you, here's the deal. We're going to gather in just a couple of hours out at the Marquardt Ranch and we are going to get our celebration on, cooling the gang can't hold a candle to what we're about to do. You know that, right? Cool in the gang. Celebrate good times. Come on. You know that song was originally written for the church. No joke, it was really written for the church to celebrate the life change that takes place in people's lives. Some of us in the church need to celebrate some more good times. Amen. So here's what we want you to do. So listen, so the gates of the Marquardt are going to open at 1130. And um, we're going to have lots of games and activities for your family. There's going to be tons of food. You guys are going to bring some sides and some beverages to share with everybody. And we're going to be getting our grill on out there. I'm telling you, there's a water slide. Bernie's largest water slide will be in Operation at our river baptism, it is going to be awesome. About 1.30 after I, you know, I, we, we, do, we do this three times. You know this every Sunday, right? Three, three. We'll be out there around 1.15, 1.30. We'll get our dunk on. It is going to be absolutely a great day. So we hope that you guys will join us. It'll be fun as we celebrate this new life. So, you know, we've been in this series called Bright-Eyed and Bushy-Tailed. Bright-Eyed and Bushy-Tailed. Been asking people, are you bright eyed and bushy tailed? You know, are you living life like, well, let me, let me remind you of something. You were meant to live a life that is vibrant, dynamic, and fun. A life that is vibrant, dynamic, and fun. Are you living like that? Or are you living bald, dooring, mundane? Freaking Eeyore, uh, woe is me. Type of life. That's not the life you were created to live. In fact, in the book of John, say John. John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says these words. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Some of you are letting the thief have a heyday in your life right now. He has sucked the life out of you. But Jesus says, but I've come that you might have what? Life and have it to the full. Life more abundant. Life that is off the chain. Life to the max. That's the life you were created to live. So look at your neighbor right now and say, how come you're not living like that? That's what you were created to do. Are you living a life that is vibrant, dynamic, and fun? We've been in this series talking about how we ought to be living bright-eyed and bushy tail Listen, you know that the tomb is still empty. We're three weeks away from what Hallmark told us was Easter Sunday, but listen, the tomb is still empty today, correct? We still have a reason to celebrate. We still have a reason to live this life that is off the, the hook, off the hook, off the chain. We want to live like that Walking with God, we believe, is an incredible adventure. It is the greatest adventure out there. So for those of you here today that you're just kind of fed up with life, man, I'm glad that you're here. Because you're in the presence of one. His name is Jesus that desires to intersect your life. Man, he wants to come in and he wants to jack you up in a good way. He wants to just change who you are. For those of you watching online, listen, I'm telling you right now. Right now, it's Jesus that can make a difference in your life. anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I making this up? (laughs) Listen, we talked about joy. Joy. Oh, man, joy comes from Jesus. Happiness comes from your happenings. Things happen around us, make us happy. Woo, woo, we get happy. But what happens when things aren't so good around us? Man, I'm telling you, Jesus has a place to joy. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? You remember that? (laughs) And, And you can't take it. We used to sing a part to that song that says, "And if the devil doesn't like it, he can set on attack." Ouch! Remember that part? That was my favorite part. Is that was about as charismatic as we got in the Baptist church. And then we all we repented because we felt guilty for for getting excited in church. Church is supposed to be dull and boring, and bleh. it's the best nap for some of you right now. Every Sunday, right? When you no, no. No one can take this joy. We talked about passion, passion, that fire in the gut. Sun. Listen, are you passionate about anything? Are you passionate about anything? We believe that the fire of passion can change a life. And, and we believe that, that one passionate life can change the world. Listen, are, are people attracted to you because of your passion are you? Listen, people are attracted to passionate people. No one wants to follow someone that's lifeless, dull, and boring. Anybody ever sign up for that? Nope. No, nope. you want to follow somebody that, 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 that is passionate, somebody that's excited, somebody that's got a direction, they're moving, whatever. Right? Hey, what is that fire in your gut? They just get your motor running. They get you fired. And how are you using your passion for the glory of God? Remember, we looked at that passage. whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it as if you're doing it for God and not for for man, right? Passion. I don't know how people who do not have passion make it through life. In fact, he, here's the deal. This, this is probably a safe statement for me to make. The people that are walking around in your world that, 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 that look dull and boring and lifeless, there's no joy, there's no smile, there's just... Listen, they are probably people that lack this thing called passion. Or something's kind of coming, just kind of covered it up a little bit. Man, Hey, let, let, let's just uncover that in some people. Let's call out some passion in people's lives. Let's tell help people embrace this life that they're called to live are you with me today amen and in the last week we talked about this thing called cheer ready okay it's not so good in skinny jeans why am I wearing skinny jeans I don't know it's ridiculous a grown man overweight and too old right The camera adds about 15 pounds, so I'm trying to, like, slim it down a little bit. So uh, I need a shirt made out of Spanx. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of sucks it in. Just can't breathe. feel sorry for some of you that are wearing Spanx. Broga pants. We need Broga pants. That's what's wrong with America. (laughs) Women wear yoga pants like six out of seven days a week. Just fashion. Cheer. Cheer. Here we go. Yeah, cheer. We were talking about cheer. Listen. (laughs) Squirrel. You never know what you're going to get, folks. (laughs) Most of the stuff I say is true and accurate, though. Some of it, eh, eh, cheer. When you look that word cheer up, it means noticeably happy and optimistic. Mm. Does that describe you? Are you a cheerful person? Are you noticeably happy? Are you noticeably? You know that word noticeably? You know what that means? It means that people notice that in you. I looked it up. Are you noticeably optimistic? Some of us, man, that have Jesus in us, we're we're walking around like some of the most boring people in culture. I don't get that. That flies so in the face of what Jesus said that we're to be like in John chapter 10, verse 10. We ought to be making the most noise. We ought to be excited and and living a life that is off the, the hook. I love that. Are you noticeably optimistic? Or are you walking around like Debbie Downer, sorrowful Sam, sad Sam? You know, are you jacked up Jack and just like, so ticked off and blah, blah, blah. We need some cheer in our lives, right? We need some cheer. We talked last week about, man, just, hey, remember your life. Enjoy your life. We're going to enjoy the moment. We're not going to look in our past. The devil wants us to camp out there. We're not going to start looking toward. it. Listen, enjoy this moment. Enjoy your life. Why should you enjoy your life? Hey, can you remember what Jesus has done for you? Come on. Come on. Some of you were pitiful. Some of you were pitiful people. And Jesus came in and he radically changed your life. Remember your creator. Remember what God has done. Remember that he's good. Remember he's with us. He loves us. And he's great. Amen. Amen. Woo! I hey, hope that you guys are, are, are ready for this next installment of Bright-Eyed and Bush. In fact, I want us to pray real quick before we launch into this today because this is a big word. And I am going to ask this if we can. Let's not think about slip and slides or you know, sausage wraps or things like that that are going to be happening in a few months. Let's not think about you know, our, our, our senior luncheon that's about to happen. Let's not think about, you know, uh, uh, who's going to win tonight's game or things of that. Can we just for the next six hours that I have teaching you this morning, just, uh, just focus on what God wants to say. Listen, there's the big word. And Holy Spirit, I'm praying that you would move right now in a mighty way. We know that you're here. We don't have to beg, plead, or, or, or ask you to come. You're here. Anybody felt them this morning? You're here, Lord. We can feel your presence. But, Lord, the challenge is right now, will we... Will we be still? Will we listen? Will we dial in? Will we focus on what you want to say and do in this moment? Lord, we know that you've got a big word for us. And so, God, let us not miss this. Let us not miss out on what you're saying to us. Let us not miss out on what your, 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 your desire is for your church. God, you've got big things. So we're ready. Are you ready? In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say if you think that all American history is boring, you need to check out the greatest American adventure ever. To, to me, one of the greatest American adventures ever was the Lewis and Clark Expedition. How many of you are history people? Yeah, how many of you like sit and watch the History Channel on TV? Man, I want to come to your house because HGTV sucks the life out of me every time. I'm freaking, how many times can I, mean, the houses all look the same when they're done. Seriously, it's, throw some shiplap on it and, and let's fix the yard. And it looks the same. Freaking tired of shiplap. What the heck is shiplap? <laughs> Squirrel. Here we go. One of the greatest adventures ever in American history was, to me, this Lewis and Clark expedition. Uh, America has, 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 the Louisiana Purchase has, has just taken place. And, and suddenly, America now owns much of, of, of the West. President Jefferson asked, asked a gentleman by the name of Meriwether Lewis to, to put together a, a, an expedition Doesn't that word just sound exciting? Expedition. He puts together an expedition of of men to explore this this new unknown territory. Now now imagine with me 30 men. 30 men going where no non-Native American had ever gone. Seeing what no non-Native American had ever seen. Things such as the Rocky Mountains. Wow. Things like antelope, prairie dogs, tribes that had never been contacted before. Now, it was Captain Meriwether Lewis that, that, that wrote to another gentleman by the name of William Clark. And, 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 and he invited Clark to join him in what, quote, he says this, if there is anything in, in, in this enterprise which would induce you to participate with me in its fatigues, its dangers, and its honors. Wow. Listen, Clark, if there's anything that would induce you To participate with me in fatigues and and, and dangers. And and there will be honors. And and here was what William Clark responded. Here was his answer. Quote, I will cheerfully join you and partake of the dangers and the difficulties and, and, and the fatigues. And I anticipate the honors and the rewards. William Clark's life was never The same. Today, in in, in our next installment of living bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I have a word that I want us to look at, and it's the word ready. Are you living life ready? If you're ready, that means you're you're ready. You're anticipating. You're prepared. You are ready to are you living life like that? You know, as I first read this invitation that that, that Lewis sent to Clark of, of hardships and rewards of, of great expedition, all I could think of, all I could think of was, was a similar invitation that, that I received from Jesus. And for some of you, you have also received that same invitation from, from Jesus. You've received this invitation to join him. You, you've received an invitation to join him in, check this out, in dangers and Difficulties, haven't you? But listen, there are also honors and rewards of joining Jesus on his mission, his expedition here on planet earth are you with me today now listen sure there will be obstacles for us as well when we accept this invitation there will be obstacles for us as we embrace this radical lifestyle this mission that Jesus has on earth you know what the mission is the mission is sharing God's story with others and there will come some difficulties. There will come some, some setbacks. There will be some times in which we're fatigued. But here's what I have found out. In everything worth doing, there are obstacles. There, there, there are obstacles. Just as, as, as these, these graduates lined across. Listen, listen the, the, the last uh, 13 years of their life ha- have not been easy. There have been obstacles. Hey, for you parents, ha- has it been a challenge for you sometimes as well? Parents, have you been like me like, man, I don't remember studying that when I was in school. I mean, I, my, my kids come home with stuff and I'm going, is that even, I don't remember that. I don't know how I got through. I don't. Uh, but, but listen, here's what I've discovered. In everything of worth, there are going to be obstacles. But, but here's the deal. We still have a responsibility, even in this mission that that, that Jesus has invited us to participate in, this adventure here on earth. Listen, we still have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to to bear witness to to this thing that that Christ has done in our lives. And and we're called to bear witness to it wherever he sends us. Woo! Sometimes you're just not going to know the reason why God is sending you where He sends you, you're not, and we got to be okay with that. For for some of us, I like to have it mapped out, and we've got our rest stops. There, where's the Bucky's at? And we you know and when we travel, you know, you you know that you you schedule your Houston trip planned on a Bucky stop. You do, and uh, listen, some of for some of us, when God calls us and sends it, we're just not gonna know. And I I believe that for some of us, we really miss these opportunities that God puts before us. There's so many opportunities that God is this adventure and and opportunities in in order to proclaim his great name. We just just miss those oftentimes. We have missionary moments every day. You know that? And and hear my heart. I don't believe that we need to trek halfway around the world and live amongst indigenous people to be considered missionaries. All of God's followers are missionaries. Are you with me? Now listen, we're, we, we are a church that still goes to other places around the world. But listen, more than that, some of you right now, the reality is in our two foreign mission trips that we have scheduled for 17, most of you are not going to participate with that. And so do not sit there and resolve yourself. Say, hey, Okay, great. I'm off the hook. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're called to be a missionary wherever you are. And for some of us, we've just used that term missionary. It's, it's it's been a def- definition that this missionary, we, we, we've used a, a definition that is for far too long, it's been limited to these overseas experiences with, with a people group that are so different than us. Hey, listen, we are living in a mission field. In fact, did you know that countries that for decades we have been sending people over to tell the good news of Jesus to them, you know that right now they're sending their people to America? You know why? Because America is one of the largest mission fields in the world. And, 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 and we, we've been going for years, 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 years over there, and now they're coming to us. I see, I see Jeff Rogers right here, Jeff and Korean. Hey, will y'all stand up real quick? Can we, see, can we get the lights up real quick? And, and listen, this, these are Jeff and Korean Rogers. I, I saw, now, stay standing. I saw Jeff. I saw Jeff in the Sea of People, first of all, because you remind me of Blake Shelton. And, and you look like Gwen Stefani to me, Corinne. Rocket girl. Jeff and Corinne Rogers, some of our missionaries in Malawi right here. Jeff leaves today, as a matter of fact, right? And I, wanna, I want you guys to pray for them. And if you see them afterwards, I want you to pray over them. Thank you guys so much and, and bless them. But listen, for years, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I want to come to Malawi, if you'll have me. And I want to come. And, but but, but for, here's the deal. A lot of us will never go to these other places and now they're sending people Jeff you have brought some of your doctors and pastors back to see us here And, and it's been amazing America is a mission field don't miss this don't miss this truth today if you know Jesus then you should no doubt consider yourself a missionary you are. And he is calling you to participate and be ready to participate in an incredible, incredible adventure. Don't you want to be a part of an adventure? Or no, I just want to wake up and I just want to punch a clock and please the boss. And, and I just want to make it through the day. No, that's boring. That is not bright-eyed and bushy tail That's called dying. And you don't want to live like that. You don't want to live like that. So listen, your home is a mission field. Did you know that this church is a mission field? Listen, I know that there's some of you here today right now that if you were to die this moment, you'd spend an eternity in hell separated from God the Father. You know why? It's not because he doesn't love you. It's just because you've given him the Heisman and you've rejected him all your life. You need to say yes to Jesus. This community is a mission field. The workplace that you go to is a mission field. Some of you say, you're darn right it is. You know who I work with? I work with Satan. Well, it's a mission field. <laughs> Don't call your boss that. It might not go over so well. Hey, students, the, the school campuses in which you attend, hey, the grocery store where you shop, are you picking up what I'm putting down everywhere you go? You're in the mission field and your adventure awaits. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to get out there and get after it? Are you ready? Are you prepared I have a word for us today from the book of John chapter 6 if you have your Bibles or your iPhones or uh, some device look it up John chapter 6 we're going to be reading there today and in John chapter 6 is what we're going to find there are large crowds of people that are following Jesus but they're not following Jesus because they're willing to pay the price to go where he goes Instead, here's what's happening in John chapter 6. These people are into Jesus. They're into Jesus as long as as he gives them good feelings, miracles, and some bread to eat. Sounds a lot like church in America today. That there are people that are into church as long as we make them feel good, give them some miracles, and and give them some bread to eat or some coffee to consume. We used to have grapes around here. Where are the grapes? We need to bring the grapes back back. Preacher loves some grapes. People are into Jesus as long as he's doing stuff for them and providing for them. And so Jesus decides that it's time to clarify what he's really calling people to this adventure. He, it, it's time for him to kind of really, really map it out a little bit more. Maybe use some more descriptive terms to say, listen, if you want to come follow me or what I, th- listen, this is what I, I really want you to know. I got some splaining to do, and I'm about to splain it to you. In John chapter 6, beginning in verse 51, Jesus says this, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. So what Jesus is saying here, just stop here in verse 51, he's saying, listen, folks, This is about giving my life and you joining me in it. I'm giving my life and and you're going to join me in it. And I love the response of the people as Jesus begins to explain this. Look what it says beginning in verse 66. Watch this. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and he asked, Are you also going to leave? And Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Here's what happened in John chapter six when Jesus laid out the price. Of following him and what it meant to embrace his way of living. Most of those who claimed to follow him, they pushed the unfollow button. They unfollowed him. This is the first great social media unfriending in all of history. People that once said, I'm in this with you. Great. I'm calling you to a life of hardships and fatigues and danger. Whoa. Okay, I need to get back to the family business. These people that said they were in it with him begin to unfollow him. And you know what? People still do that today. But then I love that there's a handful of people in this story that I just read to you who, who, who they, they stay with Jesus. They're like Peter, people who say, Lord, listen, you're the only one that has anything that lasts. We could stop right there and that might be a word for someone here today listening. You're looking for life. You're looking for joy. You're looking for for something to get you over the top in this world. And you might find something that for just a brief moment of your life seems to satisfy you. The problem is it doesn't last. More square footage? Man, that's, that's the answer. More square footage. Well, crap, now i got to clean that mess. You know? Or, or uh, hey, uh, a, a, a nicer car with some big old Twinkies, you know? Now i got to pay for that. And gummit, it sucks the gas. Man, if I just had a lot of, of, of people follow me on, on social media, better be careful there because that gives more people opportunity to talk crap about you right we bind to that if I just had this listen I'm just telling you right now listen to the words of Peter here listen the Lord Jesus Christ is the only one that lasts in life I'm just telling you that it wasn't true just in John chapter 6 it's true in May of 2017 and if you're here today and you're dazed and confused and you're wondering what is life all about oh come on it's really easy your search ends today his name is Jesus come on somebody give him a clap right now it's Jesus Come on. And those few people like Peter here who says, Lord, we're in this with you. Those few who look at the hardships and still sign on for this adventure, this expedition, are those who will, I believe, like those 12, they will change the world. Hey, the world needs a church that signs on to this adventure too. A church that's not just content, let's just gather together. And let's just shake hands and see our friends and sing some nice, comfortable songs. Why am I talking like that? That is, What is that? Our world needs a church that is on fire for Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. A church that is willing to embrace this adventure and this calling that God has for us. He's looking for that church. Right now, I believe that Jesus is calling someone who's listening this day to join him in this great mission, his great adventure. But like Captain Lewis writing to William Clark, Jesus is up front. He's up front about the fatigues and the dangers that that this type of living will, will, will bring. But he also reminds us of the honors and the rewards. To those who are willing to risk it, living this lifestyle. Are you ready? Are you ready to live this adventure? Are you ready to risk it all for the gospel? Francis Chan is, is, is a great pastor. He's a great writer. And uh, he's a great speaker, communicator, YouTube. I, I love to watch Francis Chan stuff and many of you have read some of Francis Chan's books and and, 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 and I love a quote that I found from Francis Chan and, and he's really writing this to parents and 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 maybe grandparents and some of us older generations in the church and, and he's kind of like reminding us about maybe some of the things we see happening in in, in, in younger generations or things that we don't see happening in the church that, that once used to take place. Maybe some, some, some of us are dejected and disappointed about, about what we see in this thing called Christianity and, and our faith not being put on display. And, and, and I love what Francis Chan writes. He says this, quote, he says, We are turning away our children by the droves because our lives are not the adventure that they see in Scripture. And they are not experiencing the Holy Spirit. They are experiencing like a Christian version of the American dream that's watered down. And we just make excuses for idolizing our families rather than putting Christ and his mission first. Some of us as parents or grandparents or leaders in the church, we're so frustrated with what's happening around. because, And we're wondering, what's going on? You know, listen, We might be the ones to blame for for not living this adventurous, risk-taking, ready lifestyle. This life of faith. This life of walking in the Spirit. And and, and we're just going, golly, there's no hope. There's no hope for future generations. All those millennials, blah, blah. Hey, millennials are not the problem. You know the problem is? Poor parenting. And poor examples of what it means to follow Jesus Christ. Listen, we can't blame our kids for wanting everything because we've given it to them with no requirements. You know, we, 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 we hate to tell them no because we don't want to hurt their feelings. And then what happens is when a kid graduates and he goes to college and, and he doesn't make the grade and helicopter... <laughs> Mom or dad are not there to call the teacher and say, how come he got a a D? Well, ma'am, it's because your kid, the dork. (laughs) No, they wouldn't say that. They didn't apply themselves. You know? And we wonder why. We we, we wonder why. Why do so many kids, when they walk across the platform and get their diploma, why do they exit our churches in America? You know why, parents? It's not because of poor preaching. Don't blame it on me. I'm doing my very best. And it's not because we got crappy music or or, or our building looks so old and archaic. Look at this mess. This is is a box. None of y'all would ever build this to live in, would you? Because it's not attractive. They're leaving because they've maybe not seen in us as moms and dads or grandmas and grandpas what this radical lifestyle that Jesus has called us to live looks like. They've not seen the adventure in us, moms and dads, and they see you, dad, wake up with a crappy attitude every Sunday because, oh, I got to go to church. I got to. No, you get to. There are men and women that have fought for you to be able to get here today. You don't got to. Don't you be bringing that lazy, crappy attitude into the house of the Lord? Oh, I got. Oh, God, they're talking about money, and I got to give money, and that freaking red box back there you don't got to I don't want that money given that way then if God God wants it to be given cheerfully come on doesn't he say that somewhere David Claflin he says that somewhere cheerful giving it ought to be a joy you you, you ought to hey instead of beating down the line at the coffee maker you ought to be beating it down at the red box Everybody, we want to get that money in the box some of us we walk by and we're like crap throwing it in there chump change I'm sorry, but I just think that maybe some of us as parents have not role modeled this adventurous, faithful, off the chain type of life. And our kids are watching and they're saying, if that's what Christianity looks like, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want that. We make our Christian family our idol all the while praying for protection, provision of material goods and our comfort. Listen, our children might fail to see this biblical faith of surrender and self-denial and sacrifice they will really become bored and disinterested in in this consumer Christian culture in America that did not transform, did not stir their parents' spiritual passions. And if they begin to fail to show up and sit in the family seat or in the family pew for the obligatory Sunday morning gathering, listen, we should not be shocked. God, help us. God, help us. Listen, when you get down to it, Church is not going to save us. Religion is not going to save us. Christianity is not going to save us. It is Jesus. Jesus, say his name. Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Word made flesh. He's the one who died for us. He is the one who lives within us. And I'm telling you, he's the one who transforms us. I'm just wondering, has Jesus transformed anybody in this house today? Live like it, live like it, live like you've been changed. If we could faithfully and consistently communicate the true person of Jesus and the reality of what life in him looks like, I believe that unbelievers would gladly want to say yes to him. We've gotta live different, we have gotta be ready. Listen, we have a duty to know what we believe, and we have a duty to know why we believe. We need to be ready to share the gospel. I love what this same Peter would go on to write in 1 Peter three fifteen. He says this, always be what? Always be prepared. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Hey, hey listen, why are you so excited? Hey, why are you so energetic and enthusiastic? Why are you so peppy? Why are you living so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Oh, my friend, I'm glad you asked. Can I just tell you about a man by the name of Jesus? He will change your life. He'll change your life. Listen, this morning you may be hesitating to totally follow Jesus because of, of how hard... It's going to be or oh, for someone listening today or watching online you might be contemplating right now just bailing out of what God has called you to do because it's it's gotten harder than you expected let me just remind you of something the easy road never leads to anything that really matters In fact, Jesus said it leads to destruction. Choose what's cheap and easy, and you will choose what's small and insignificant. But if you choose to follow Jesus on this road, this adventure of sacrifice and risk, I'm telling you, you'll be choosing excitement and the rewards that only his radical disciples will ever, ever know. Whew. In Acts chapter 4, I love this verse in Acts chapter 4. The story in Acts chapter 4 Jesus has been dead. He rose from the grave. Have you heard that part of the scripture, the Bible, before? It's called Easter. Jesus is alive, and in Acts chapter 1, he comes back and he leaves his Holy Spirit. He blesses those, those apostles in the early church. There's about 120 of them left. Peter begins to preach, he's filled with the Spirit. Peter begins to preach, and people start getting saved. 3,000 people after one of Peter's sermons give their life to Jesus Christ. The church is exploding. It's growing. 5,000 people when we get to Acts chapter 4 now make up the church. And the religious people start to get a little perturbed and upset. Why is it that religious people get upset when God starts to move and does things? Why is that? Oh, well, healing? I don't know know about that. You know, marriage is saved, relationships, prodigal child return. Come on. It's just, it must be good counseling, good therapy. God uses that. I get that. Absolutely. But listen, God does miraculous things today. Do you believe that? So in Acts chapter four, the, the, the religious people call them in because these signs and wonders are taking place and people are being saved and changed and the the apostles are preaching, and, and they bring Peter and them in, and they warn them, and say, you've got to stop this. And I love in verse, I believe it's verse 16 of Acts 4, Peter says, hey, listen, would you rather us obey man or God? He asked those guys that. He kind of had an attitude. Yeah. Would you rather us obey you or our God? And then, and then I love, as it says, drops down to verse 20, Peter comes to this conclusion. He says, listen, guys, listen, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard So you do with us what you want to do. But listen, you can take my life. But hey, religious dude, check this out. There are another 4,999. You can take me. So get your guillotine or your noose ready, whatever. But there's 4,999 that are still going to do what I'm doing. So y'all, if you want to continue to just have a mass, you can't. But listen, we're not going to stop telling everything we've seen and heard. You know what my fear is? I think some of us have forgotten what we've seen and heard. And you know what we've done? We've stopped telling. We've stopped telling. We're afraid. We're lazy. Um, We don't want people to unlike us if we take a stand for what's right. And my fear is in the church today that we lack risk takers and we're consumed with play it safers. We don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. And we've forgotten what Jesus has done for us. Could we change that? Could could, could we somehow just draw a line in the sand today? Kind of have a Colonel William B. Travis moment at the Alamo and draw a line in the sand and say, Who's in with me? Who wants to stay and fight? If you don't want to, guys, listen, there's the front door to the Alamo. You leave. Or will we step across and say, hey, I'm here. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm willing to risk hardships, fatigues, and danger, Lord, because I believe that you're worth it. So that's the simple invitation today. That's our captain's invitation to come and and to join him in this amazing adventure. It's a choice between the comfortable and the demanding and the predictable and the unpredictable and a life that matters and a life that doesn't. And as you consider the cost of following Jesus, I also want you to consider the cost of not following him. What will we do? Will we live ready? Ready. We're ready. We're ready to go. I want to invite you to stand and pray and dismiss today. And my prayer ministry team is going to come and make themselves available down front. Listen, we want you to know that once we say amen and leave these doors today, you're entering the mission field. You're entering the mission field right here on Sisterdale Highway. Or maybe in Malawi, Africa, you're entering the mission field. And as you go, may you not stop telling about everything you've seen and heard. Today as we pray and dismiss our friends are down here today to encourage you over anything maybe you're facing in life. Maybe you're here today, you say, I need Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Maybe you're facing something to you that seems insurmountable and you don't know how you're going to make it through. Listen, we would be honored. It would be a privilege for us, right, team, to pray with you and encourage you today. And so we're going to stay as everybody makes an exit to the doors. And if we can encourage you in any form or fashion, please, please come. Lord Jesus, thank you for the reminder today that you're still alive and active. You're changing people's lives. And Lord, the call that you issued so many years ago is the same call today. Who will go with me? Lord, I pray that we as your church would step across the line and say, God, we're willing to risk it. We're willing to risk the fatigues and hardships, the dangers that come. Because God, we know that there is honor and reward that await us. When someone says yes to Jesus, oh, it is worth worth the sacrifice. So Father, I'm praying today that a church would rise up, that we would go in your name and it's in that great name I pray, Jesus, I say amen. Thank you, you're dismissed.